So what do you guys got planned for Cinco de Mayo? Uh, I don't know. Are you what working? Is... No. Oh, shit. Mama's off. Well, that means I see some margaritas and tacos in your future. I made tacos. Damn, I made tacos tonight. That's fine. Well, you're pretty. That doesn't mean you can't have tacos twice in one week. This is true. I mean, I'm sipping on a mezcal margarita right now, and I will continue to do this until this episode drops. I'm drinking bourbon. (laughs) Same. And water. I'm hydrating. This is the first Coke I actually really enjoy. Really? Yeah. Well, that's the second Coke I've ever enjoyed, but... (laughs) Okay, Eric. (laughs) You know. You're a retard. Elon says he's putting the the cocaine back in Coca-Cola. Can we? I just... No way. No. He tweeted out he was threatening to buy Coca-Cola and put the cocaine back in it. I fucking love Elon. (laughs) It's like the most bored billionaire ever. It's great. I love More money than God should allow. I think he woke up one morning. He's like, I think I'm going to buy Twitter. And then he did. Well, as long as people start following the show more on Twitter, I've seen a slight uptick already so yeah i'm gonna go back on twitter uh, now that elon owns it yes well i've been more active let's put it that way yeah you've been posting more yeah and and i feel bad about not posting for the last couple months i've just been uh you know dealing with some shit it's fine i dropped like five videos back to back to back to back yes sam's <laughs> kicking off the tiktok <laughs> finally I just like I recorded them all, and I was just like, post, 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 So, post. <laughs> Sam, tell us a little bit about the TikTok. So, uh, the TikTok is going to be a kind of a mixture of uh, previews, I guess we could say. Previews for every episode that's little, coming. Little teasers. Little, little teasers. I'm going to edge you a little bit. And then um, stories that just don't have enough information to make a whole episode on the podcast about. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. Maybe I can. Maybe we can figure out like a couple series or something to do. A few multi-parters. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. We're, well, we're glad to finally have some TikTok content that we've been teasing for I know. Months. Everybody's like, y'all are a bunch of goddamn liars. No. Nope. Nope. I got locked out of it for like three days. Mm. Oh, really? You I didn't did. remember your password? No. No. It's just like it, I like tapped the little like icon or whatever to switch accounts. Like kind of like you do on like Instagram. And it's like login expired. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Oh no. <laughs> oh no! Because I linked it to my like to my TikTok. I did that with my. Don't Snap- search me. My Snapchat. I locked myself out of my old Snapchat. I have not the slightest clue how to get into it. Well, mm. I got back in it. Obviously, I logged in with my Apple ID. There you and go. And I was like, "What the f- what, dude? I don't know what I would do without that damn Apple ID to save passwords." Well, no, it wasn't saved in my keychain thingy. I literally like when I went to like hit the sign in mm-hmm. button, it has like continue with phone, email, username. And I typed in Creeps in the Crypt and my TikTok password. It's like invalid password. And I was like, fuck you. No, it's not. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> TikTok is possessed. <laughs> it took me, like, three days to get back in it. And then I just hit, like, you know, I was, like, signing with Facebook, signing with Google, signing with whatever. Um, I hit signing with my Apple ID, and I typed in, like, literally my passcode. And it's like, boom, back up. TikTok said, fuck you. It, li- it, it literally is like, <laughs> fuck you. Well, that being said, guys, please go subscribe and follow, follow. the TikTok. It's at Creeps in the Crypt, all one word. Mm-hmm. Our Twitter is Creeps in the Crypt, all one word. And our Instagram is fa- um, Creeps in the Crypt, all one word. So we also have the YouTube channel now. We have a YouTube. Right now we only have, we're uploading our backlog. It's going to take a couple weeks to get it fully updated. But if you want to listen to uh, the old stuff, we got it. Then we film our shenanigans. Well, there's no film. No, she's saying, she says eventually. Oh, oh, maybe, maybe with the, with the editing and whatnot. Eric's anti-film. I can figure that out. Right on. Well, um, guys, we're preparing for Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Drinko. Yes. Uh, Any holiday is an excuse to drink in America is okay with me. I mean, I thought Wednesday. every holiday was an excuse to drink. It is. <laughs> Jesus came back from the grave. Got to tie one on. You mean you, shit, he turned Eric, water me, into wine? Yeah, shit, Eric. Me and you drink on a Tuesday in the middle of literally. <laughs> I'll take shots at work. Yeah. Fuck that. There you go. Well, Sam, what do we have for the listeners this week? Since it's a special occasion. In honor of Cinco de Mayo, it'll be yesterday. Yeah. By the time this drops, it's the future, past. I don't know, whatever. Um, we are heading south of the border to talk about a lady who certainly cries a lot, which I can't relate to because I don't have feelings. We're Neither does ta- Christian, so <laughs> that's why we bond so well. It depends. I have moments where I cry about shit. I have, yeah. It's more out of like retaining murderers' thoughts. Yes, and it's anything. honestly insulting because I'm not crying because you're. I'm upset with you, or, or I'm sad. I'm crying because I'm trying not to murder you. It's a little frustrating. Rage. What? You're crying because of the rage. Yes. Yes, and it comes out through tears. Mm-hmm. I wish they were tears of blood, so you would understand <laughs> my rage. <laughs> well. She might, uh, our subject today might cry tears of blood. She might. I was very excited about this episode because this is the embodiment of fuck them kids. My my research for this uh, <laughs> was basically just watching the film. Uh, the Curse of... La Llorona. Yes. Um, so, the, yeah. <laughs> fuck them just kids. a Hollywood legit movie. Legit yeah. is that. It is... <laughs> she, uh... She said that hashtag fuck them kids. It was a late term abortion. <laughs> they were like actual kids. Yeah, late term. Oh my god. Wow, you gonna drop that right after this whole stuff with uh what you call it that's yeah, coming out on TikTok that's everybody's talking about right well, now. At least they'll mm-hmm. shut the fuck up about Johnny Depp and Amber Turd. It's like every I'm over that. Yeah, I am I'm, too. They're thirteen days I in. I thought it was have, over already, but apparently I thought it's it was. Not. I thought it was too. Is it not over? No, no. it's Amber Heard's turn. Yeah. I guess. But so we're it's not over. Talking about that today. Anyway. We're, we're talking about another crazy broad. For real. Anyway. So 
La Llorona is a prominent figure in Mexican and Hispanic horror folklore. La Llorona is doomed to an eternity of searching different bodies of water for her children who she drowned. La Llorona translates to weeping woman. She's been a part of the Hispanic culture since the days of the conquistadors. She's tall and thin with long flowing black hair. She wears a white gown and roams rivers and creeks wailing into the night and searching for children to drag to their watery grave. The story of La Llorona is of a woman who was originally named Maria. Wow, shocker. <laughs> I don't even get that. <laughs> I don't get the reference. Yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's just a common name. It's a very common name in Hispanic culture, Maria. It's like okay, Ashley. I, th- I thought I was like missing something. No. <laughs> I feel it's like the Ashley or Brittany. Uh, at least she didn't say her name was Susan Smith. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> of course, she used a car to drown her kids, so. Same effect. Same outcome, I mean. And she did blame it on Hispanic. I thought she blamed it on a black guy. No, Puerto Rican guy, I think. I don't fucking I know. Was, anyway. I can't remember. So Maria was born into a peasant family in a humble village. Maria was blessed with natural beauty. She captured the attention of both rich and poor men in the area. It's said that she spent her time in her humble surroundings, but she would put on her best white gown in the evenings and, quote, thrill the men who admired her in the local Fandangos, which is... A type of dance. I believe it's so much like a flamenco, maybe. I think that's what I read. The men actually like sat at the bars and waited for her to show up, and she ate that shit up. She was loving it. Admiring fans. Yeah. She was determined to marry the most handsome man that she meets. She shunned any man who she saw as unable to match her aesthetically. Well, I'm out of the running. <laughs> oh my God. Maybe now. She's like, she'd be like, you fat sack of white shit. <laughs> Hi, Eric. There are, of course, different versions of this story as many urban legends and folklore goes. But the most popular one says that Maria wooed her potential suitor by appearing aloof and hard to get. But once the couple get married and have two children, the man's thoughts begin to stray. Mm. Men. Yeah, I mean. Always. It's always the man. They didn't put that husband's uh, stitch in there for him. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Husband's stitch. Yeah. We're not going to bring that up because that's going to send you off on a tangent. You know, when they when they stitch it up a little bit after birth. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, Eric. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just I didn't know they called it a husband stitch. Yeah, they do. What the fuck? You're right, it was gonna send me on a tangent. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna reel that in. Murder. Murderous <laughs> intent. I had a C section, so I, I am, can't relate. I'm putting my carnivorous plant on your nutsack later. Do it. Don't do that. Oh, my God. So the husband begins dreaming of his previous wild bachelor lifestyle. 
Some versions say that he cheats on Maria, and in others, she simply begins to resent him for his, quote, emotional indifference in comparison to the attention he gives their children. So essentially, she is jealous that her husband and the father of her children is paying attention to their kids and not her. Well, she sounds like a real self-absorbed bitch. Right? Like, Um, okay. Yeah, that's... That's really shitty. But I mean, like, pay attention to me, too. I sure hope she gets her comeuppance. <laughs> we'll see. We're so, getting to that. alert. We're getting to that. So one night, Maria was out strolling with her two sons on a shady path along the river when her husband came by in a carriage with another woman beside him. Was he in a van down by the river? Oh, my God. No. It was a carriage back then in the days of the conquistadors. And there was no van. She had me in a van down by the river. I can't. He stopped to talk to their sons, but he ignored Maria and then continued on the path without looking back. After this, Maria went into a rage and threw her kids in the river. As they got further downstream, she realized what she had done and ran to the bank to save them, but it was too late. Maria broke down into inconsolable grief, running down the streets, screaming and crying. Maria mourned them day and night. She didn't eat. She didn't sleep. She just walked along the banks of the river in her white gown, searching for the boys, hoping that they'd come back to her. She cried endlessly as she roamed along the river, and her gra- her her gown grew dirty and torn. Since she was refusing to eat, she grew thinner and thinner and even appeared taller until she looked like a walking skeleton. And a she ghoul. <laughs> she eventually died on the riverbanks. I mean, that's one way to crash diet, but you know. Yeah. She had to walk the runway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm coming in hot tonight. <laughs> this mezcal got me feeling spicy. <laughs> spicy. Not long after her death, her spirit began to appear walking the banks of the Santa Fe River when it got dark. Her screams and cries became a curse of the night, and the people began to be afraid to go out in the dark. It's said that she's seen drifting between the trees along the shoreline or floating on the current with her long white gown spread out over the water. Because they could hear her cries every night, they began to call her La Llorona instead of Maria. Children are warned not to go out in the dark because La Llorona might snatch them and throw them into the river. Another version I read said that she'd already had her two children in her Fandango days and she would leave them alone in the home while she went out and socialized with men. And one day the boys were found drowned in the river. Mama's got to go out and party. I mean, that's why they make day camp. Extra late term abortion. Okay. So, All right, they're spicy. He is spicy. Muy tonight. caliente. <laughs> Some versions say that her children's deaths were deliberate and at Maria's own hands, and then she drowns herself. When Maria is rejected by the gates of heaven without her children, she is forced to search the waters for their remains in the afterlife. <laughs> 
In the colonial Mexican version, Maria gives birth to the children of a white Spaniard above her class and murders the children as an immediate reaction to his refusal to make her his wife. So there's that. It's probably because he had another wife back home. He might have. Uh-huh. Men be trifling. She was just a tryst. Nah, he's just a hoe. Some even claim that she has a power to transform into a flock of birds. Rodolfo Anaya's novel, Bless Me Ultima, La Llorona is a demon that wanders the riverbanks, quote, seeking the blood of men and boys to drink. This is very vampiric to me. Yeah, I agree. Like this, this gives me like callbacks to like Dracula mm-hmm. when he like turns into the, the pile of rats or... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's very it's very vampiric in nature in the in that description of her. Even that last scene of the La Llorona movie. Yeah, they stab. Spoiler alert! They oh, yeah. stab her in the chest with a crucifix, and she like evaporates. Yeah. In like, like a bloody mist, and uh, I was just like, hmm. interesting. So she could be like an incorporeal vampire, maybe um, draining people's essence by the because river flowing water is like a spirit trap mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. It, it gives energy, so yeah, it's like a conduit. Yeah, so anything with like flowing water is going to attract spirits or energies of some kind, and this it could be the case with. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be no different. Though there are varying stories of how La Llorona came to be, they all say the apparition is said to act without hesitation or mercy. The tales of her cruelty depend on the version of legend that you hear. Some say that she kills indiscriminately, taking women, men, and children. Whoever really is foolish enough to get close enough to her. Others say she's very barbaric and only kills children, dragging them to their watery graves. So I have a few accounts of La Llorona to talk about now. Ooh. Yeah. All right. So a boy named Patricio Lujan? Lujan? I don't know. I yeah, we're going to butcher I didn't these take Spanish. Names. It, I didn't take Spanish. I slept through it, so. Jay... Is like it's a wise hey, it's, I thought it was a Lu- uh, jalapeno yeah. with a J. Yeah. Luhan. Luhan. Yeah? Yeah. Don't awesome. don't come for me. Just don't. We're doing this for you guys. <laughs> doing it for you. Patricio and his family reported seeing La Llorona at a creek between Mora and Guadalupita, mm-hmm. New Mexico. I guess I said that right. The family was sitting outside talking when they saw a tall, thin woman walking along the creek. Um, Then she seemed to float over the water, walked up the hill, and vanished. Moments later, she reappeared much closer to them and then disappeared again. They went over and looked for footprints, but when they realized there weren't any around, they were convinced that they'd seen La Llorona. 
She's seen along many rivers across the entire Southwest and has grown to become a part of Hispanic culture everywhere. Part of the legend says that those who do not treat her, treat their families well, will see her and she will teach them a lesson, which comes right into the next account of La Llorona of an outspoken boy named Epifanio Garcia often argued with his parents. After one argument that got a little bit heated, Epifanio and his brothers, Carlos and Augustine, made the decision to leave their ranch in Ojo de la Vega, Baca, and head towards the Villa Real Santa Fe. Villa Real de Santa Fe. But on their journey, they were visited by a tall woman wearing a black tapello. I'm assuming it's a hat. I forgot to look, I forgot to translate that. And a black net that kind of covered her face. Like a male. Yeah. I'm assuming it was more kind of like the little like half. That's how I saw it. It's interesting she'd be wearing that because most accounts show her in a white dress. Well, I did read that she can appear in black or white. I don't know. Depends on the mood she's got on the day. Yeah, I, I was mean, just getting ready to say that. Yeah, I mean, I'm wearing both, so. And then a blue hat, so. She can wear whatever she wants. Epifanio and one of his brothers were up in the front of the wagon when the woman appeared on the seat in between them. She oh, sat there, that. right? I'm saying she sat there silently in between the boys until Epifanio finally turned the wagon around and headed back home. At that point, she turns to Epifanio and says, quote, I will visit you again someday when you argue with your mother. Fuck that. I'm not arguing anymore. She's like Mexican Krampus. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. She's like, if you act like a little bastard, I'm going to. Fucking come back and drown you in a river. Yeah, I guess. I mean. No birch sticks for you. You're just getting drowned. <laughs> in Santa Fe, New Mexico, La Llorona spirit has seen has been seen multiple times in the Public Employees Retirement Association building or the para building. It was built on land that was once an old Spanish Indian graveyard and it was near the Santa Fe River. Many employees in the para building have reported hearing cries throughout the halls and feeling unseen hands push them while down while walking down the stairs. There are She just comes for everybody. Yeah, I found so many La Llorona um well, accounts. It, this is like one of those weird topics that transcends any given category. From the more mm-hmm. I've like learned about it. Mm-hmm. It's like part urban legend, part ghost story, and then part cryptid. Yeah. It, it's it's fucking just some weird shit. Yeah, those videos, the top those, that top five videos. We did watch like a top five sightings, and there was some pretty out there shit on there. You didn't even get to see the fr- the number one video. No, I was making uh, my drink. That was. That was creepy. That might have been the well. Obviously, it was number one, so it was the most creepy. But yeah, it was it was like. But all, all the videos you see, the scream is the same. Yeah, the it, wailing is the same, and it's not just in Mexico mm-mm. or southern United States. It's this all is, over. This is all over South America, um, as well. So it 
and each country has their own version of the story. It's 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 almost, and I say this about some things, it's almost Talpa esque. Mm-hmm. It's like the belief in it gives it the power to manifest. Do you think that since like the Hispanic community has kind of like spread out into everywhere that that's why there's accounts from like all over the country now instead of like just in the southwest and south america and all oh that. yeah because there's been accounts in like chicago yeah and, that's um, what I'm a lot of it's in southern cal uh new mexico texas but well, i yeah, mean it, but... it goes anywhere like they hear these screams in the middle of the night and i've seen the videos of it it's no thank you it's unsettling it's it's not like cool i, I would just be like freaking the fuck out of our movements are the ones that were really freaky when we were watching the like Like when it actually manifest yeah yeah those were really she just moved so oddly the one where it went down a storm drain was the one that fucked me up i was like that was a storm drain yeah in the side of that wall Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. when it just like i thought it was like stairs like you know how like savannah has like the stairs and you can just like it was like a a storm gate like yeah she like manifested and like like no, a floodgate kind of. Slinked into that. No, thank you. It's very slinky, like a. Not, mm-mm. Ooh. Not, eh, eh. No, thank you. I'm already terrified of storm drains. Like my irrational fear. I won't walk over one or near one. It's, I don't know. Okay, I can't do it. I I'm, I'm just irrational. afraid I'll drop my fucking now, phone down there. Or now, now Sam's like, oh great. Now I have no reason to be scared of a fucking dorm, storm drain. <laughs> great. Back in 2008, a man named Brian was woken up by La Llorona while he was camping at Indian Falls on the Yampa River in Colorado when he was 15. He walked with her to a cabin, and inside there was a man on the bed. All Brian saw was this man's foot, but she yelled at him to run, and he did. And that, that, was, that was the end of the story. That's fucking weird. Right? Like, he's like, walked with her. Like, no, thank you. No. I'm going back to it. Vampire. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Because it glamored this man into following it. Like, Mm -hmm. it literally, like, this dude sees this ghostly figure, follows (laughs) it into a cabin where it's an easy kill. Yeah. But then she's like, run. She told him to run. The boy, Brian. Then maybe it was another fucking entity on its hunting ground. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Or maybe I, I I really don't know on the account of this, but there's even when she was a person in this urban legend, she enamored men and had them like mm-hmm. follow her and everybody wanted to be with her. Mm-hmm. Very, very nuanced vampire esque traits come with this yeah i didn't really notice it until you mentioned it like the the turning into like uh transforming the the blood sucking in that one author's book it i think this thing is just i'm going with tulpa but a tulpa that's vampiric in nature okay that's 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 where i'm at with it i'm down with it So this is an anonymous submission. It says, 
While working as a copy editor for a newspaper recently, I came across a wire story about the La Llorona that brought back memories of what happened to me while I was a student at KSU in the early 1980s in Manhattan, Kansas. One evening, I went to a mobile home that I seemed to remember being near a creek or a river to visit a couple of my friends who were also attending K-State. As I walked into the door, I found them sitting on the sofa looking somewhat freaked out. They explained that just moments earlier, one of the bar stools was spinning and hopping around. As they were Mexican-Americans, they wondered whether the La Llorona had anything to do with that incident. Was the bar stool doing the Fandango? <laughs> they explained that the legend to me, as I had never heard of it before, they would invite me to stay the night in the spare bedroom, which I did. Later in the night, a woman appeared to me, laying next to me in bed, and asked if I would know where her children were. It seemed that while I may have been dreaming, I was half awake. Then I fully awoke and looked up towards the doorway, just in time to see a dark figure seemingly looking at me, then quickly ducking back out of the doorway. Right then, that left me too scared to go check and see if that was one of my friends checking in on me perhaps to see why I was talking in my sleep or something. I went back to sleep and waited until the morning to ask them if either one of them looked into my room during the night. Neither one did. El Diablo! <laughs> <laughs> now that's you. El Diablo. According to our little kitchen guys. Mm-hmm. Dude, fuck that. Anytime shadow people are involved, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I'm out like nah I'm good I'm good yeah um shadow people are fucking horrifying Mm -hmm. and I don't want to have shit to do with them I'm good thanks and we'll do an episode on shadow people eventually I have a story about shadow people that we will have to share on that episode because I've definitely had an experience with one I don't think I've ever had any experiences Uh, with them I did it was a little, it was really freaky. Yeah, it's. But I will uh, save that for a suspenseful. I've seen the Hat Man. I do remember you talking about that. Mm-hmm. That's a shadow person. Mm-hmm. Oh well, then yeah, just once though I think. Yeah, we'll save that for another time. Okay. Anyway, so this story is from Eureka, California, but there was no name with it, so it's kind of anonymous, but kind of not. I'm gonna name her Taylor because. It, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's kind of a long story. So Taylor was in the seventh grade at the time, and she'd had a bad dream. She saw herself standing on a dark road with the only light coming from a dim street light. The ground was wet, and in the distance, she could hear the sound of rain falling and the tap, tap, tapping of footsteps coming towards her. She peered into the darkness and she made out the figure of a woman dressed in all black with a dark lacy veil covering her face, moving towards her. The closer the woman got to Taylor, the closer the rain got also. When the woman was about 15 feet in front of Taylor, she looked over Taylor's shoulder. 
When Taylor turned around to see what she was looking at, she saw a young child dressed in a white nightgown playing with a doll in the middle of a puddle of water. When Taylor turned back around, the woman was right in front of her, which, like, I would shit my pants. The veil was lifted, and her eyes were abnormally wide, and her face was no more than three inches away from Taylor's. Her eyes stared into Taylor's dead on until she awoke in a panic. She looked out the window, and it was raining. Taylor said she didn't sleep the rest of the night. Nope. So, I don't blame her. The next day, Taylor shook off the dream and didn't really think anything else of it until about a year later. So later that night, that we're in the we're still in the year later, she was spending the night with a friend, Veronica, who had invited another girl named Sarah. So it's Taylor, Sarah, and Veronica having a sleepover. Sarah, who is Hispanic, began telling the girls some of the legends and ghost stories of the Mexican culture. When she started the story of La Llorona, Taylor didn't really think anything of it at first. Then Sarah began to say how La Llorona travels by water, dressed in all black or white, and is most always seen wearing a veil. Sarah went on to say that La Llorona only lifts her veil to her victims that she has chosen to help her find the bones of her lost children. Now Taylor wonders if she'll be forced to help La Llorona find the bones of her lost children in her afterlife. Well, that's fucking freaky. Right? So even if you die, you've been selected. Yeah. You've been drafted to the team. (laughs) Oh, no. The supernatural draft. Help me find my dead kids that I murdered. So this story doesn't really have a timeline or anything. It just began with several years ago. So I don't know how recent this story is. But a man named Mr. Sanchez was driving in East Bernard, Texas with the radio blasting. As he was crossing the river bridge, he was startled as he looked to the right and saw a semi-transparent woman sitting in his passenger seat. She was dressed in all black and her face was covered with a veil. Obviously scared, Mr. Sanchez hit the gas pedal hard, speeding past the bridge, not looking at the passenger seat. It wasn't until he'd passed the bridge that he found the courage to finally look over into the passenger seat. The woman had vanished. Nope. I'm good. I've seen stories like that come out of Japan a lot. Where like a taxi driver will stop for a fare. Mm -hmm. Like to pick somebody up. And he'll be driving. The person will be in the back seat. And then they just dematerialize. What? Yeah, there's a lot of stories like that out of Japan. It's fucking weird. So this one comes from Mexico. When Daisy was eight years old, her grandma told her to go to the store to buy soda. It was the evening and they were getting ready to eat dinner. Daisy and her brother left for the store and along the way they heard crying, but they really didn't pay much attention to it. However, they... As they continued on, they saw a young woman coming up to them. Suddenly, Daisy's little brother started to cry, and the woman started to run towards him, acting as she was coming to get him. Whenever they saw that the woman was floating and not walking, they ran back to their house and told their grandmother and their mom about what had happened. 
they locked the doors and started to pray for help and make La Llorona go away. The La Llorona story has been exploited and represented in pop culture and Mexican films throughout the 20th and 21st centuries. The 60s had the release of La Llorona, directed by Rene Cardona, that shows a family haunted by the weeping woman's spirit. In 2013, Universal Studios in Orlando had a La Llorona-themed for one of their scare zones for the Halloween Horror Nights, which I've been and I highly recommend. Fucking love Halloween Horror Nights. I've never, never been. But if you go to Halloween Horror Nights, buy the Fast Pass. We didn't wait any more than 30 minutes for any of the haunted houses we were going to, and there was hella people. Shit. And there, like the, I think it was the, who was the Exorcist one? Maybe like, I think there was like an American Horror Story one that was like a 123 minute wait. We made it, we maybe waited like 30 minutes for it. My attention span's too short for that. It was so much fun. I, I would love to go, but eh, I probably won't. The first time I ever heard of La Llorona was actually on a show on NBC called Grimm, and they covered it. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, Grimm covered it. Grimm was fucking awesome. I highly recommend it to any of you guys that love cryptids or just weird, creepy shit, because the show uh, basically followed this dude who was like part of the Grimm family bloodline, which like the brothers Grimm. And they're just, oh, mo- okay. they're like monster hunters. And every, like, there's this whole group of people that look normal until they, like, turn into mo- the monsters from, like, fairy tales and shit. Oh, cool. It's really fucking cool, but they covered uh, her, and it was a great fucking episode, and I remember it to this day. Cool. Now you're making me want to start that. that it's like it's a, really a great show. It's on NBC. Uh, I'm sure you could find it on Peacock or whatever app Maybe. you want to look at. But what do you guys think about the story? You know what I think. I think she's a thought form spirit, like a thought form energy ghost with vampiric tendencies. But what do you two think? I think that these people are definitely seeing something, obviously. And they, I mean, I don't know how to fake a, like video footage like that and have the same pattern but like it's not the same audio if that makes sense it's not the same like overlay like tiktok would be yeah it's yeah there's different pitches and wheels and distances it's the same it's the same auditory markers yes that that but it's like done differently in every episode like every clip that you hear or see so i definitely i mean i've had multiple encounters with the paranormal obvious like it's the paranormal is exists and there's no denying that actually our friends at fear not paranormal i don't know if they listen to the show but uh we had them on another podcast that we used to do and they did an episode on her no way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. cool i think i want to hang out out with i guess i don't i see her more as like a folklore haunting versus kind of like gnomes or something yeah like there's some truth to it but how like what it is exactly i don't see it as a cryptid because when i think of a cryptid i think it's something that is not human and like never was human it never was human right okay i see what you're saying i think it could be that though it might be 
something that was never human. You think that that would be a possibility? I mean, it has yeah. a lot of the same... I mean, same... if it's a thought form, it, here's my... So, a tulpa, to strip it down to its most basic thing, is if you believe, if enough people believe in it, it gives mm-hmm. it power right. to manifest in the real world. Slenderman. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, your, your Slenderman is the most recent version of it because of the internet. Uh, this has been passed down for hundreds of years. Yeah. With belief, and people through all out South America have seen this thing. North, like the southern part of North America, have seen this thing. Basically, Spanish culture. A really good TikTok account to follow for a lot of Hispanic based, um, I guess, paranormal folklore. Is that what we're going to call her? I would say Latin. Latin. I, I would say it spans past. Mexico and stuff like that. I think. Well, she's Colombian. I've seen stories span out from all over. Um, so I believe her name is on um, TikTok is like Tati and Tony or something. I think you actually had sent me one of her videos and I was like, I love her. Um, I think that's what her name is, but she does a lot of like, she is also, um, sensitive to paranormal and she will have a lot of it's tati's creepy stories now t-a-t-i-s creepy stories go check her out um love her she's one of my favorites she's my favorite well, creepy story me, time one now you got me over your question if she is a cryptid i would put that in the same story as a cryptid so I'm saying it has a mm-hmm. lot of the same patterns as a lot of cryptids do. Mm-hmm. Where it they just d- they fucking shows up. Mm-hmm. But like there was one town, um, it was on Paranormal Caught on Tape on Travel I Channel. Love Paranormal Caught on Camera. I do too. Um, I love that shit. And it was like several nights in a row of the same area, mm-hmm. and you would hear that same that fucking wail that we heard on the YouTube videos. I don't know. Things I mean, there's always like in a construction site. There's always like variations with cryptids that they always have like a variation to their story or what they look like. But mm-hmm. th- but there are a lot of like similar things that they talk about. Damn it! Now you've made me think that she, well, even she the, is to be a cryptid. even the Jersey Devil had colonial time stories. Yeah, wasn't it Ben Ben Franklin was? Well, Ben Franklin, yeah, was he been drinking? He been fucking. He, he was the rave of he France. Dreadful. He would go there on orgies, and that was like when they rolled out the red carpet for that. Oh, shit. He was a little that, pudgy that little dude, guy, that too. Fucked. He must have packed quite the baby arm. Gives me hope with my receding hairline. <laughs> he was throwing that dick around. Mm-hmm. Like a baby elephant. But, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. But, yeah. Um, you know exactly the gift I'm talking about. I can't with you, too. Definitely going to need a husband stitch after that. Fuck you, Eric. <laughs> I had a C-section. So so. Same. So you guys are good. Yeah. The husband stitches over here. Sorry. Nope. Holy well, shit. Well, I hope this episode had you all in stitches. <laughs> um, you want to drop the socials? Tell everybody to, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. Yes. If you're on Spotify, leave us a review. And if you can leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on, do it. Do it. Uh, go check out our YouTube. Please subscribe. Yep. 
I'll see if we can post some uh, special YouTube content, maybe. Probably. Every now and then. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Make sure you guys are following the TikTok. Sam is I on know, it. Now, finally... we cannot, now we can stop talking shit about know, her behind her back. <laughs> Rude. Say that shit to my face. I will. You were making them. <laughs> I know. Fucker. Fucking lazy. <laughs> busy. I didn't say. He said lazy. I said busy. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Make sure you guys are following us on the Facebook, Instagram. Like Eric said, we're going to be uploading episodes, backlogging on YouTube. So if there's an episode that you missed, make sure you go check it out. Give us mm-hmm. a like. Make sure you guys are reviewing the show. And if you have suggestions, we do take those. Yeah. We do yeah. take shout outs on those. If you want to email us, email us at creepsinthecrypt at gmail.com. And also, we are getting close to the best time of the year. One of the best times of the year. Yeah, Summer of Slaughter. We're, we're going to avoid as much true crime as possible this month because yes. I don't think we, of any true crime this month. No, we don't. No. We're saving it all. Oh, I'm so excited. We're doing we're doing the it. good stuff. It's a serial killer focused summer of slaughter. Yay. Second love. We got some killers. big names and some lesser Fucked known names, names in there. The boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. <laughs> that is true. I think it's all men that we're covering. It is all men. Is it really? It is. We don't have. And it's going to be raining women this summer. <laughs> summer of Slaughter 2. <laughs> Serial Killer Boogaloo. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. It wouldn't be an episode. We're not going to make me max out the mic. Nope. We love you guys. Make sure you guys stay creepy. Stay Bye. creepy. And we hope you had a great Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. Bye. Have a tequila for me. Yes.